Sure off. Um, once again, this is being recorded, um, although this is um, being recorded um, on my phone, um, so you, you won't be able to be heard, but if you ask a question, I'll repeat it so that it gets picked up on the recording. So just a quick summary of where we're up to so far. Um, first, we introduced the idea of the three, three levels of responsibility as humans, as Jews, and as B'nai Torah, um, and then what um, Lovd and Lashomer are talking about. Um, and then we talked about comparing uh, laws which are specific to Jews versus laws which are specific, universal and, and apply to everybody. Um, and then last week we began the discussion um, talking about how to balance learning um, versus Torah. We talked about uh, limited and unlimited mitzvot in terms of um, what, uh, can you be yoda for something? We talked about a devar ashut um, versus a devar mitzvah, um, especially when it comes to, to, um, to work. Um, aspiring to, to, to Torah only, um, and um, we mentioned a discussion between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai um, uh, when, when discussing whether um, a person should work and learn or whether a person should basically just be focusing um, on Torah only. And we also discussed a machloket between Rabbeinu Hananel and Rabbeinu Tam, um, saying that if you have in the, Gemara, in the Gemara or in the Mishnah, A comes along with B, What's primary, A or B? Um, and when it says you have Torim Darcheret, what's Ika? Is that, is that going to be the Torah or is that going to be the um, um, Darcheret? And we um, said that according to Rabbi time, this isn't necessarily talking about what's more valuable, what's more important, but rather we were talking about what takes up more of your time. Um, so that's just kind of a bit of a refresh as to where we're up to. So, um, ideally, um, so let's talk about what, what we think the lachatz here is. The what is the ideal, and really that should be to try to maximize the amount of Torah that a person can learn. Um, a person unfortunately can't always live the way that they, that they ideally want to. Um, a person's other responsibilities come up, and a person has other duties and things that a person might you know really want to do. A person can't necessarily get to. However, there is still the question, even if a person can't live that way, which is what is a person's real aspiration? What um, um, for what does he truly long for? And um, what's his um, what's his end goal? Um, and that can really change the flavor, the, the the outlook that a person lives. And pursuing things of inherent and so we have a question, which is what what with what a person is doing, with what that they are, um, um, the way that they're acting, the way they're conducting themselves, is that um, something which is inherently value, something which is kind of the ends, what they're really going for in life. Or is that just something which is an instrumental value? It's it's kind of the means. It's it's the way to get and um, to something which is of inherent value. Um, now we say in Pirkei Avot, Pirkei Gimel, Mishnah Yud Zayin, Ein Kemach Ein Torah. If there's no flour, then there's no Torah. It's impossible to learn if you've got nothing to eat, so to speak. Now Rabbeinu Tam um, over there uh, uses this to suggest that there's actually legis- there, there is legitimacy to having the primary um, portion of your life being spent in pursuit of Kemach, in pursuit of flour in pursuit of um, financially supporting. We discussed that last week. Um, but how can this possibly be? Surely, um, how can you say that to, to have your life where you're primarily just pursuing Kemach, you're pursuing um, Parnassah, um, surely Talmud Torah can have Kulam, surely t- learning Torah is the most important thing. I mean, at the end of the day, we, we mentioned a passage last week, um, um, there's only one thing which I ask of you, Hashem, and that's all I ask for. Let me sit and dwell in the house of Hashem, um, because I want to um, gaze upon uh, upon your beauty. Um, 
um, and, and frequent in, in his temple. Um, is saying, the only thing that's really important to me is having this connection, it's being close to you. Did Rabbeinu Tam not know about this? Did Rabbeinu Tam not um, um, know, know this Pasuk existed? And if he did, how can he possibly say, well, look, David Amelech might be um, pursuing that, but, um, but, but yet still pursuing Kemach is still completely legitimate. So one way to approach this is to think, well, hang on a second, who exactly was it that was writing this? It was David Amelech. Um, and yes, he was talking about saying how he aspires to the Chazor Banoam Hashem, um, um, but um, at the end of the day, he ran a country, he commanded an army. Um, nevertheless, despite the fact that th- that was the way that he was actually living, despite the fact that this is what he actually did, practically speaking, he saw himself rooted in Avodah Hashem, and his ultimate aspiration was to become close to Hashem. And therefore, by acting in a particular way, by um, by in the way that he was running the country, in the way that he was commanding his army, even though um, it wasn't what you might say is, uh, tip, you're not sitting in the base of Mishash, you're not sitting there and necessarily composing Tilim all day, but regardless, he was still rooted in Abad Hashem because that because of the way in which he was doing it. So what does this mean practically? You have aspirations, but then you you know you can't necessarily live that way. What, should, what, what does it mean practically? A person should try to find those opportunities which enable, you should try to find the opportunities which enable you to maximize the time I'm devoted to the significant things in your life. And you should actually have like a list, like what is it that's most important to me? What is it that I want to spend my life doing? Um, and then try and find those rare moments, try and find those times where you can really maximize those, where you can really, um, um, yeah, you, you can really engage in those um, fully. Um, now, sometimes people, um, especially when they're a bit older, they find themselves in a situation um, and they think, okay, right, there, there isn't necessarily that much which I can do. Um, I'm, this is just the situation that I'm in. However, for people of our age, we've, we can decide where we're going to go. We can choose what our decision is going, uh, what our situation is going to be. And when a person is deciding their career, they should really think long and hard um, about um, all kinds of different factors. What is the ramifications of this going to be? Rather than just ending up somewhere and thinking, oh, well, what can I do? Um, we're going to discuss um, careers um, and how to choose a career later on. And that's a, that's a subject for another time. But just as a, um, a brief, um, just a couple of quick ideas, um, one thing that a person might um, talk, think about is, should I go into a Torah career, for example, um, teaching, etc., or should I go into a secular career? Um, will I have time to, um, to learn and will I have time to delve? And essentially, will I have time to pursue um, spirituality? Will I have time to pursue Divrei Kedusha? Um, now, I'm not saying that this should be the only factor, but it certainly should be one factor um, taken into consideration. Um, but uh, again, just a couple of other things, just as a bit of a, um, a bit, some, some highlights of, of that topic. But what does society need? Is this something which is actually going to better the world around me? Um, where, do, where do one's talents lie? Is this something which you're actually good at? Is this something where um, this is something you can really succeed in? Is this something which you're ma- making the most of your potential? Um, and also, what professions are to some extent inherently valuable. Um, there are some things which uh, um, you're not necessarily doing anything of, of, of much good or much value, and then there are other things where you, um, where you really are. Um, and it's important to actively think these things now rather than not think about them and then just find yourself in a position 20 years' time and think, how did I get here, so to speak. Um, and essentially the idea is um, practically what a person should try to do is find more Torah and less Kemach. 
Now, again, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't have any kemach. A person, of course, should, should work and should um, uh, financially support themselves. However, when they have the opportunities to be learning um, or to, 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 to daven and pursue Devere um, Kedusha, um, a person should try to take those, um, those opportunities. Uh, the Rambam, at the very end of Hilchos Melachim, which is the very end of, of his Mishnah Torah, um, the Rambam wrote a, a massive halachic work called Mishnah Torah, which was, to some extent, his, um, him summarizing um, the whole of Torah Shabbat pair. So the idea, he thought that if you had the Torah Shabbat, uh, the Mishnah Torah in one hand, and Tanakh in the other hand, you basically had the whole of the Torah with you. Um, it was supposed to be like the final, that's it, um, um, written down of the Torah, um, in same, like, kind of like the Mishnah, but then they had to write the Gemara, and then the Gemara was written down, but then there was all the discussion of Rishonim. Um, he said he was, the idea was that he would write the Mishnah Torah, and then that's it, that's the end of um, Torah Shabbat Peh being discussed and, and being exp- expanded, that, that's it kind of thing. And ironically, his Mishnah Torah is the most commented um, work um, that, that we have. There are more perishim, I think it's like five, six hundred perishim on the Mishnah Torah. That's more than Tanakh, that's more than the Gemara, that's more than anything else that we have. So it's quite ironic that Dafka, uh, the one thing that, that the Rambam um, tries to say, that's it, no more discussions, is the most discussed um, thing that we have. Um, at the end of um, it, the Mishnah Torah is broken up into 14 sections, which is why it's often known as the Yad Chazaka, Yudalid. Um, and at the end of each of these 14 sections, he often gives something which is um, more machshava, a, a bit more um, philosophical um, as an idea. And at the very end of um, the whole mission, sorry, at the end of um, Hilchos Melachim, um, he says, Uvot um, Hazman, um, and in those days, i.e. the times of Mashiach, um, there will be no um, famine, there won't be any wars, um, um, and there will be no envy, no competition, um, for the good will be very uh, pervasive, there will be, there'll be lots of it. And um, um, all of the um, all of the, the different countries, all of the um, delicacies um, will be um, as um, readily available as dust. So there will be um, tremendous um, there will be tremendous abundance of good around. And what is it that in the times of Moshech everybody will be um, engaged with? They'll be engaged in knowing HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They'll be pursuing and learning. And that's ultimately what we're going to be um, looking at. And since there will be no political, military, or economic or social pressures, um, people will be free to dedicate themselves um, to what is ultimately important, i.e. Um, in the view of the Rambam, um, to know Hashem and, and, and to be learning in that sense. Um, of course, um, to most people, this is merely something which is aspirational. David HaMelech was not able to spend all of his time on, on the Achashalti, the, the one thing which he was p- pursuing, um, as he requested. Rabbi Shon Bayochai, who we mentioned again last week, he didn't have, he had only one mouth, he didn't have two, one to talk about um, earthly matters and one thing to talk about, Direi Kedusha. Um, but the question nevertheless um, still remains. How should one, uh, how should a person um, make their career choices? What kind of self-image um, should he um, have when he's making that choice? What kind of a person, what kind of a situation does a person want to put themselves into? Now, just as a kind of like a, a general guideline, a person um, should um, be looking for the kind of life which enables him to approach um, Rab, um, Rabbeinu Hanan, uh, Hananel's um, worldview. I, which, as we mentioned last week, was 
um, saying that Torah is something which is more important, as opposed to the worldview of Rabbeinu Tums, where you should spend most of your time um, working. Now, uh, this is what a person should, should try to aspire to do. Um, but he should be content um, to have a living standard which would enable him to devote um, more time to Avodot Hashem, really in direct sense, as opposed to something which is more in the broader, indirect sense. Um, so even though, yes, your person can be an Obed Hashem when, when you're working, a person should still try to um, maximize the amount of time that they're doing the more direct um, ways of connecting to Hashem, i.e. learning, davening, and all, all the other um, um, 613 mitzvot. Um, but um, but say this does not legitimize the importance of umanot, um, of, of profession, and rather those are still something which is of value. However, the lechatzchila, the ideal, um, is still to be something which is um, focusing prim primarily on the direct ways of, of, of worshipping Hashem. Um, any questions so far? Okay. Um, now we mentioned in a, a phrase, that in all of your ways you shall know him. Um, and what this means is that regardless of and what sphere of activity a person is engaged in, um, he can give expression within that to um, that to the sphere. Whatever it is that he's doing, that can be a representation, that can be a manifestation or an expression um, of his relationship with Akadosh Baruch Hu. Um, and this really can happen for, for one of two reasons. Um, the, the first one is why he's doing it. Um, what the reason, what the motive is behind it. We saw the Rambam last week, who said that even if you're sleeping, that can still be part, considered part of your avada. If you're sleeping so that you'll be able to um, have, be mentally and physically rested so that you can serve a Kalash Baruch Hu. Um, that if you're eating so that you can have the strength to serve a Kalash Baruch Hu, that becomes part of your avada Hashem. If you're working in a bank somewhere so that you can um, support your family, etc., etc., that be, can become part of Avodah Hashem, and therefore there's an emphasis on why um, you're, you're doing something. The second is the how. Um, in many areas of a person's life, um, moral and um, his moral and spiritual self um, can, can find expression, um, even if he's engaged in something which is a seemingly secular um, activity, so to speak. Um, there's Gemara in, let me just find it, Gemara in Brachot, Daf Lamad Bet Amud Bet, which says as follows. Um, I had the place. One long Daf, that's why I can't find it. There we go. Tan Rabbanan, we learn a brighter. Um, there are four things that need, a person needs to strengthen, the person needs to work on. Number one, Torah. Number two, Masim Tovim, his actions. Number three, Tefillah. And number four, Derech Eretz, the way that a person conducts himself. And Rashi says that, sorry, um, Chizuk, what does it mean when it says a person needs to strengthen? Um, the person should really try to strengthen them you know, absolutely perfectly with everything that, that they have. A person needs to really give 100% um, in all of these areas. And he then comments on Derek um, Eretz. Um, what is Derek Eretz? Um, if he's a, a craftsman, then he should be working on his craft. Um, and if he's a tradesman, um, he buys and sells stuff. Um, then he should be working on his trade. And if he's um, who, and if he's a warrior, if he's a person of war, 
um, then he should be working on his fighting, on his um, on on his ability to, to to fight. And what what Rashi here is saying is that um, what does it mean? That the person really should be working that the person should put in their, their absolute maximum effort in everything that they do and Rashi goes out of his way he doesn't comment on uh, on Torah Masin Tovim and, and, and Tefillah but he goes out of his way for Der- um, when it comes to Derek Harris to say a person needs to put in 100% in their craft um, something which I noticed and I, I still see quite a lot people who are trying to balance on one hand you've got like Torah aspirations and then there's also other things the, the secular parts of, of what they're doing whether that's GSC's A-levels I'm now seeing it in my degree um, whether it's people in, in their work etc and you're trying to balance the two and what some people do is is that they look at the balance and think huh I'm doing better at the Chol than I'm doing at the college and that's wrong so but rather than lifting up the college they just lower down um, the Chol they just they instead of putting more effort into their learning, more effort into their tefillah, they start taking, putting less effort into, um, into, into other things. They just, yeah, yeah, I'm not revising, yeah, yeah, I don't need to, I'm not doing work, it's not important to me. Um, it's not a zero-sum game. By, by, by going down in one does not make the other one go up. The idea is, is that both of, them should be, both of them should be up high. And really that's what it means to be a Jew, a pers- uh, not um, lacking, not um, falling back on, uh, on one of those things. Um... And, and this should happen in, in absolutely everything that you do. Um, I remember one of the first weeks when I was in yeshiva, we, uh, uh, we were very privileged that the, the Shana Aleph Chutznikim um, every week gets an hour, an hour to, to speak with, the, with one of the Rosh Yeshiva. It's a big yeshiva, four and a half, uh, four, four, uh, 450 people in the base of Midrash. Sometimes it can be quite hard for a, a Chutznik Shana Aleph to approach Rosh Yeshiva. But every week there's a t- t- uh, time set aside so we can speak to the Rosh Yeshiva. And asking questions, and I remember one of the first weeks there was um, a case brought where somebody was saying that they were they were doing they were doing a degree, and they had over the course of the year they'd done very very well in all their exams, and they had this one last this one exam last uh, left this one last exam left. Um, however, um, because he'd done so well previously, he only needed to get a D to pass, and it made absolutely no difference whether he got a D, whether he got an A. Um, nothing mattered and the question was could he deliberately flunk could he deliberately do badly in this um, exam um, in order so that he could spend more time more time learning and Rav Moshe gave two reasons why um, why he couldn't the first reason was because his parents and teachers had invested in him had given um, time and money to, to try to um, an incredible effort to try to uh, make sure that he had he could do the best he could and to deliberately sabotage that is not something which is good but the second answer, which is, I think is far more relevant to what we're discussing here, if a, per, if a Jew um, starts to nurture the character trait of doing things at a bare minimum, so to just, just pass, just scrape by, what's the bare minimum that I need to do to, 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 to get through? If a person um, nurtures that character trait, that part of them, that part of them will grow and it will begin, begin to infiltrate other parts of their life. And it's like, okay, so at the moment I'm, you know, just getting by in my A-levels, I'm just getting by in my, um, in my job, I, you know, I don't necessarily need to do so well, uh, you know, this is a bare minimum. But sooner rather than later, that's going to creep into your tefillah, that's going to creep into your learning, that's going to creep into the way that you treat other people. Um, and it's not good for a person to exercise that, um, that kind of um, mentality. However, if you're a person where everything that, that you do, you, you put in 100% and you, um, 
you, you succeed in it and, and that's something which you really strive for. And when you say, this is what I'm going to do, you mean it and you execute it um, correctly. That will then not, that will also lead, um, that will then move into um, other areas of your life, such as the way that a person learns and does and everything else. Um, so when we talk about Bechol Kocho, um, we see here from uh, the Gemara and Rashi um, that when it comes to a person's profession, a person really should give 100%. Um, and really, this is something which is a religious value. Um, in this week's parasha, um, Yaakov says, this is Parashat Perak Lamad Aleph Pasagwav, Ve'et na yedaten ki b'chol kochi avadati et avichem. Yaakov says, like, um, you, you should probably know that um, I've, I've worked b'chol kochi with all of my power, with all my strength, I've served, I've come to serve your father. And the Rambam in Hilchot's Schirit Perakud Gimel um, quotes this and says, V'chein, but when a person is working, they have an obligation to work with all of their power, with everything that they have. They have to put in 100%. Because Yaakov HaTzadik said, The Rambam, okay, yes, the Rambam is talking um, in this case about a person um, who is working for somebody else and saying that it's, it's kind of theft. Um, if you're if you're slacking off the you're working in the office, a person said, you know, I want you to do this job. And you're sitting there, um, like you know, checking Facebook or whatever else. That's a sense of theft because they're paying you to do one thing and you're doing another. They paid you also to work at 100%, and you're only working at 20% of what you could be doing. Um, but the question of whether or not a person is doing things with all of his power um, applies not only um, to interpersonal relationships with one per with a person's boss, phys- like you know, the the boss of work. But it's also true regarding a person's relationship with the boss, um, with, with, with Hakash Baruch Hu. Um, that Hakash Baruch Hu has commanded us to engage with Yeshiva Shalom and to do something constructive with society, to build it up and to make the world a better place than um, when you leave than, when, than the way that you found it. But one, um, but one can end up doing this sort of half-heartedly and not necessarily putting them, um, themselves into it. Um, Alternatively, a person can go um, fully dedicated and go in um, 100%. And therefore, so um, essentially when a person is working, don't just think, okay, you know, what do I need to give my boss, you know, the, the, the guy who's paying my bills, but, um, or the person who's giving me all these things to do, but also what Hakash Baruch wants of me um, to be doing at this point in time. Um, I need to put it, I need to plug in my laptop, I apologise. Um, any questions? Okay. <clears throat> now, a person who works as a, um, as an Oved Hashem should ask himself two questions. The first question is, um, in what activity am I engaged in? What is it that I'm actually doing? Um, there are activities in which, which are more directly related to Oved Hashem, and there are those which are less so. The second question a person should, should ask is, how do I approach these activities? Um, as a person, um, a person may be more spiritually engaged, with something which is less inherently spirit, uh, spiritual activity um, compared to um, than people who than a person who's engaged in something which is inherently um, a spiritual activity um, performs it in a much more laid back kind of way. Like if you if you have a person who's um, um, a person who, who who's working, let's say for example as a doctor um, or or whatever it is that, that they're doing. Um, or they're, they're helping out the general community in a particular way, and they're mamish, they're feeling this is Yeshua Shalom, this is me contributing to the world, this is me making the community a better place, this is me doing my Avodot Hashem, they might feel incredibly connected at that point. 
then you have somebody who's in shul just completely spaced out. You know, which one is the person who's who's more connected? Um, the Gemara in Brachot, Duff, Kaf, Chet, Amod, Bet. I can find it, hopefully. Um... Ah, yeah. The the Gemara in, um, in Brachot, Duff, Kavchet uh, Amad talks about how, um, different um, phrases, different things that people said. Um, and one of the things which is mentioned is the Yoshfei Beit Amidrash and Yoshfei um, Karanot. That you have some people who um, dwell in the Beit Amidrash and then there are people who just hang about on the street corners. Um, and those who dwell in the base of Midrash, um, um, and, yeah, and those who just, just hang about. And what is it referring to when it says Beit um, um, Yeshuv Karanot, people who just hang around the street corners, is referring to somebody who's there, they're just, you know, they, they hang about at the pub, they're just, you know, whatever, you know, some, somebody might be, they, you know, they hang around the betting shop, whatever it, whatever it is, they're just hanging around, um, so to speak, and, that, and that's kind of all they do. And it's possible for a person to be seated in the base of Midrash, and the Gemara says this, it's possible for a person to be sitting in the base of Midrash as a Yeshua of Karanot. They're just hanging around. Okay, they happen to be hanging around in Shul. They happen to be hanging around in the base of Midrash. They're still a Yeshua of Karanot. Um, and it is possible for a person um, who is working at a shop or um, or the equivalent, somebody who's just, you know, at a place which is considered to be one of the Karanots, one of the street corners. However, they are, in a sense, a Yeshua of base of Midrash. Um, and therefore, and again, we have this in this um, this is partial, last week's partial. I can never, can never keep up. Um, talking about Yaakov was in Yerushalayim, and yet still there was, you know, the ladders, angels going up and down. It was this week's partial. Um, ladders and, you know, the angels, that even though he was in Yerushalayim, it was Kiddush, he was leaving Eretz Yisrael, because that's where his heart was. Um, and, and this is really the, 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 the essence of the point which we're trying to get across, is the, the, the mindset the person has, in, in, um, the, the way in which a person conducts themselves, and the mentality the person has going into something, that matters far more, um, or that matters tremendously, um, especially compared to what it is that a person is actually doing. The significance of efforts is really considerable and really important within our hashkafa. Um, this can be found even in something which is um, inherently trivial, and something which is considered to be a trivial area of life. Just for example, uh, the world of sports. For the record, Rabaron um, and Dazel was a, a big fan of sports, particularly basketball. Um, this, however, you can look at it as something which is very trivial. Um, I mean, the idea that you have grown-up men just running around a, um, a, pit, uh, a football pitch trying to kick a ball into a net. Like, if you, if you think about it, it, it sounds a bit ridiculous. Um, and the fact that you have tens of thousands of people coming live and hundreds, if not uh, hundreds of millions of people worldwide um, you know, gathered together you know, watching this, um, it, it sounds ridiculous. Why, why are people so connected to this? Why do people like this so much? Um, and the idea is, one of the reasons, is because really there are, there are tremendous moral qualities that could be found um, within sports. The ideas of cooperation, um, team play, um, and really an attempt to try and get the absolute maximum out of yourself and various other things. Um, these are moral qualities. Um, the, inherent e- um, the inherent effort of, a, um, of the person puts on themselves, um, or the loneliness of a long distance runner, um, these are significant moral elements. Um, there is... Ah, ten minutes left. Uh, um, there is um, no question that within these 
um, within what's essentially could be a trivial area of sports, real moral greatness and real moral um, degre degradation um, can be seen. Um, the, I'm sure you've, you've seen, uh, you've had events where you, you just think, wow, that's like great sportsmanship. And other areas of life and other things where it's like, that was, the person really lost a lot of dignity, that person conducts themselves really badly in that case. Um, there is no question that, um, sorry, um, if you see um, someone on the football pitch who's goal hanging there and really just defence means nothing to them, all they're interested in is, um, is, just, is just scoring a goal, um, but they're not doing their part for the rest of the team. Um, that should be some, that's morally disturbing um, because the person's not fulfilling um, their responsibilities and there's definitely a moral element um, there to something which is going on. Um, once again, I'm not, I'm not saying that uh, it's, it's better to play football morally than it is to be learning in a base midrash, um, but um, you, you do have this idea that a person, um, um, th you can see these kinds of qualities, um, especially something like sports. Any questions? Okay. Um, so you mentioned this idea of Torah and Kemah. Um, so I'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, ideally, a person should really strive um, for a life in which um, he's focusing on his relationship, his um, um, connection with Akadosh Baruch um, Now, in terms of balancing Torah versus Kemah, a person should try to find a situation where there is some kind of link, some kind of um, correlation or relationship um, between the two. Um, name, um, namely, and um, to be applying himself maximally within an area um, which is objectively important. Um, for example, subjective avoda within uh, objective avoda. So that might be, um, for example, something which is objectively avoda, such as, as you know, uh, learning and learning, etc. I know I'm giving those examples every time, but okay, so you know, whether it's something like Gemulat uh, Chasidim or performing Ad Mitzvot. But not only doing it subject, um, object, the objective of order, but also doing it subjectively well as well, in terms of putting your, your heart and soul into it, in terms of giving your 100%. Now, personally, we should ask, um, we should really be asking ourselves, um, how much is really necessary when it comes to working, um, when it, and in terms, of, in terms of earning a living? Um, how much is necessary? And of course, you want to um, be able to provide for yourself, for your family, perhaps have some extra for Starker and for providing to the wider community. Um, we're not saying you should be living as a monk and, and, or you should be um, living a very um, aesthetic life. Um, however, the question is really what is, what is necessary? Um, and um, how, much, how much is a person working just so, you know, so that they can, they can provide the essentials of life? And how much are they working um, because of things of, to fulfill their desires and just think and because they want a fancy lifestyle, um, so to speak? Um, is a person really driven um, to a particular career? Because he thinks that it's something which is necessary and important to society, um, does he feel that um, he has something to personally contribute, um, and will it bring out the better parts of him? Will it help him grow as a person? Um, I've seen firsthand some um, people who um, enter into a particular um, area of work, and whether it's um, law or business, etc., but in, but going into a very um, aggressive um, firm where they're you know, really um, being um, being pushed and they're really being uh, um, forced to be, be aggressive and vicious in, 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 in what they're doing. Um, and then trying to turn that off at home, it's, some people can do it, but, but essentially it, it can turn a person that way. And what might be, you might think it's good to be like vicious and aggressive and, and brutal in business, but it's not great to do that 
you know, in as as a, as a husband or a wife or as a um, or as a parent. Um, so it's, so it's a, it's an important question to ask. What does what's this job going to do? To, what's it going to do to me um, as a person? What's it going to do to my character? Um, is um, is is a, the person who's doing this just simply and um, to provide himself with with with, um, with money, or is there a greater sense um, of mission and, and, and commitment um, that comes that comes along with the job? Um, although not every occupation um, can generate the same sense of mission, um, it is important that a person um, um, to feel that what he's doing is necessary um, from a social and also a collective um, point of view. Um, this should be a major factor when a person is deciding their career. Then, after they've chosen their career, um, and they already know what path they're going down, a person should start to ask himself whether he's giving his maximal effort. Is the person putting in 100%? Now, when I say 100%, I don't mean, are you working 16 hours a day, etc., um, um, etc. Et what I mean is, is that if you turn around and say, okay, right, I'm going to be working eight hours, out of those eight hours, how much of it are you actually, are you actually working? There's uh, <laughs> an idea I heard in, in Yeshiva, which is, it's not a matter of how many hours a day you learn; it's how many minutes an hour you learn. If if you understand what I'm uh, what I'm saying there, um, you can have people who they just kind of uh, sit back and 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 then not necessarily and they schmooze for a bit. They you know they they don't necessarily get in, into things. And there are other people where if they sit down and learn for an hour, they've been learning for sixty minutes of that hour. Um, and if a person is is working for you know one hour, eight hours, ten hours, however long a person uh, chooses to work. Um, firstly, how much of that time is they, are they actually working? And secondly, as the time that they're working, are they putting in 100% or are they putting in um, 20%, etc.? Regardless of what a person is doing, um, he must work with a sense of being in Avodot Hashem, firstly putting in 100%, and also with the mentality of looking up and thinking, this is part of a bigger picture. Um, I'm going to end this, click the link again, and we'll... Uh, restart in a second. See you guys then. Yeah, go on. Mm-hmm. In what way?
So the question is, is that if it's it's very difficult to fulfill, uh, to to, it, because it's very difficult, um, to follow all of the halachas, um, of um, of of being an employer or being an employee, whether that's in a um, whether that's because it's just too difficult, or whether that's because you're in a environment, whether you're in a um a, a work environment that doesn't allow you to. And fulfill those. Let's say you're working somewhere which, and the company charges interest uh, to other Jews, and therefore, you know, how can you, as a somebody working in that company, um, apply, um, oblige to that? Um, how how is it possible? How can a Jew ever then be in the workforce if it's so difficult to keep all these halachas? Is that a question? So this, this idea that you're mentioning that a person can't um, make a product which is better than somebody else's, I'm not familiar with that halacha, and therefore I'm not going to comment on it. So Ganevis does, you can't um, mislead a person by saying, by saying, you can't say that this bottle of water is better than that bottle of water when it's both the same product, essentially. So, okay, so I, I take a couple of things. Um, have a look at the Mishnah Burras Agdamas Hil Chashabas, um, his instruction to Hil One of the things which, which I found really quite, quite scary. Um, actually, you know what? Just give me a second. Let me just grab it. Um, he quotes the Urim Batumim, if, if I remember correctly, um, regarding Hil Chashabas, and says, Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Here we go. Ki iashar, because it's impossible. Um, um, it's like just, just practically speaking, it's impossible. Um, she natzel me'is or Shabbos. Im lo yilmod kol hadinim al buriam hetiv hetiv. He's saying, quoting the Urim B'tumim in his Sefer of um, the Yarat um, Hadvash, um, as saying that it is impossible for a person to keep Shabbos if they haven't learned through the whole of Hilcha Shabbos properly. Right? Like, I don't know if you've come across Hilcha Shabbos. Um, it is really complicated. And it's, there's a lot of intricacies there. Um, I mean, one of the examples the Mishra gives is something like Bora. Like, like, like just laying the table, for example, or just the way that you're eating. It's, if you haven't actually learned halachas properly, the probabilities are going to go wrong, um, which is um, something which is quite, uh, quite terrifying um, and to, to, to think of. Um, which is why I advise whether it's something like you can go online and there's plenty uh, halacha in English all online available. Um, there's things like um, and there are all kinds of um, svarim which basically just say halacha ma'aseh. What should a person do? Um, it's advised a person should uh, try and find a bit of time just to go through those because the probability is, is that if you don't if you haven't gone through a sefer talking about halachas, the probability is you you there's something which you're doing wrong on like an isodor raisa level. Um, unfortunately, because it is really difficult and really complicated. Just because these things are hard, and just because a per they, they might be difficult to learn, 
um, or person might be find it difficult to implement doesn't mean that the person can't learn them and the person can't implement them. Now, um, at this point in time, you guys have the luxury that you can learn these halakhas without necessarily getting um, having to actually implement them just yet. Um, a person definitely does need to take into consideration these kinds of halakhas. Um, so perhaps don't invest in a, in a company that charges interest. Um, if you're personally owning a company that's charging interest to other Jews, um, and for example, like, um, and, and a person needs to take it. Okay, fine. So if you're working at a company which um, is involved in Geneva's Das, whether that's, you know, the advertising company is known for being, shall we say, flexible and lenient with the truth, then you need to um, be careful not to be benefiting from that. Okay, if it's a very, very big company, what are you actually doing? You know, you're just an employee, you don't actually own it. It gets very complicated. But, if you, but in answer to your question, I'd effectively say, learn the halakhas, make sure that you, you do things properly. It is possible to be in business and, to, um, as a, and follow it halakhically and to be um, um, a bentori in the process and to do things properly. Um, it just might take a bit of time to, to, to go through the halakhas and to actually sit down and think, okay, how do I actually implement this? How do I actually um, go about this correctly? Does that answer your question? So we, we quote we quoted that Gemara. I, I can't remember if it was last week or two weeks ago, um, and we and also we quoted the halacha in in, in the Rambam as well. Um, it was talking about Tamidi uh, Chachamim were walking by, and it says that he didn't greet them. Um, the first thing is in Parashim say that he did respond, but it was very brief, like just to show basic derech eretz. Um, however, he didn't like you know put down his work and say hi, how are you, and start a whole long you know shmooze for an hour. Um, so it's it's not it's not necessarily mamish you completely blank a person. Um, however, it's just don't be too excessive, um, so to speak. Um, I think uh, as far as I saw, that's how people that's how they interpreted that gemara, um, and also that rambam as well. Um, but um, to some extent, yes, these these are things that a person should try to try to aspire to, um, and um, and yeah, I, I don't know. Perhaps it could be asked that. If, if a boss knows that a person's only going to, you know, he pays somebody to work for eight hours, but he knows that it's only going to, they're only actually going to do seven hours of work or, you know, or whatever else, is there any leniency there, etc., etc. Um, sometimes people will say, okay, I know that I'm not necessarily going to be working full eight hours, so perhaps I'll work an extra half hour at the end of the day to try and make it up. I don't know if a person might be might um, discuss it with their rather than try to see what is it exactly that a person can do. It might be that... Uh, you're only getting paid to work 50% of your, your effort. I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Um, it's it, it's worth discussing. Um, the, the reason why I'm mentioning these halakhas um, and these ideas is because they're not just random rules picked out of thin air. They come from a... Um, a they, they have values behind them and there are ideas behind them. And we're bringing these halakhas to, um, just to say that um, putting 100% in is something which a person is required to do. That, that's actually a value. And how to actually implement that la halacha? Um, that'd be a halacha shin. I'd have to go through all the makor up there and you know look up. You know what was the shulchan aruch say? What's this one say? What's that one say? Um, to actually find out la halacha what to do. Um, but the reason why we're bringing these at this point in time is to try and understand um, the values and and as an example um, for these ideas.
But for Halakha Lamaisa, I recommend speaking to your local Orthodox rabbi. Um, okay. Um, any other questions? Have we lost somebody? I think we might have lost somebody. Okay. Um, right. The last Mishnah in Menachot. Um, there's uh, Zvachim and uh, Menachot are two Mesechtas um, 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 in, um, in, in Kodshim. Which are talking all about korbanot. Um, Zvachim is in the Zvach. It's, it's all about various sacrifices. Menachot, you know, umin chatan v'nizkehem, etc., etc. So it's talking um, talk all about that. So it's all about um, bringing bringing korbanot and, and avodat in, in, in the base of Mikdash. And in the very last Mishnah, after you have um, hundreds of Mishnayos and Parakim um, talking all about these different things, um, the Mishnah um, says something which is really, really key and absolutely fundamental. And by the way, this was one of Christianity's key critiques of Judaism. Um, which um, we've kind of taken to heart and tried to change the way that we've done things because to some extent that criticism was true. The Hasidim tried to um, um, embody this um, more so than, than, um, than, than the Misnagdim, um, but it's a really key idea. Um, not that I'm saying that, that what I'm saying is just a, a response to that, but, but, uh, it, but this is fundamentally a value which, which we need to try to live up to. Um, when it talks about um, bringing korban, it says When a person is bringing a bird sacrifice, it says When it's just some some flower, what does it say? Seemingly, it's saying, "Oh yeah, this is nice," but it's using the exact same language for each of the different types of um, sacrifices, whether it's a you know a cow, which by the way costs about one one and a half thousand pounds, a bird which you can buy for like a tenner, or or, or mincha where you it, it's pennies. Um, and to produce, um, all of them are isherech uh, nichoch. It says, yeah, Hashem, it, it, it's pleasant to Hashem. It's got it's got a nice odor, but you know they're all different value. Lamed, what is it coming to teach us? Even though one is more expensive, one is less expensive. Ubilvad, what is the really important thing? What's really important is that a person has their has their intention, their heart um, pointed towards the Shemaim. That is what's important. That is what a person um, is. Um, that, that that's what's essentially important. It's not just the, the physical, um, uh, the, the the physical sacrifice that was brought up. It's rather the general, um, the, the mentality the person has. And that's what's really important to Akash Baruch um, You have a similar idea in in Sefer Brachot of Yudzayin Amadalif. Um, this Gemara is talking about all the various things that various um, Rebbeim um, said. Um, you know, the, oh, the saying of Rebbe Meir, this, this is a saying of, of Rav, or this is a saying of Rav Sheshat, etc. One of the things which it says here, um, third wide line, very wide line. Um, this is something which the Rabbanan in Yavna used to say. I am a human being who was created by Hashem. And my friends also create a uh, human being created by Hashem. My work is in the city, i.e. They are they are professional rabbim, and their work is in the city, in the Beit HaMidrash. And his malacha is in the field, he's a farmer. I get up early for my malacha, and for, for learning. Um, and he gets up early for, for, his, um, for his malacha, to work in the field. Just as he is not um, 
um, interested in my in doing my melacha, you know, sitting all day in basic English learning. Kach ani eneni mitgader and melamachto. So too, I am not interested particularly in going out and doing um, doing um, his work. Shema Thomas. So perhaps you might turn around and say, ani marbeb humamit that I am greater because I sit down and learn all day. Humamit and he's less because he just sit, because he's just working in the field. Shaninu echad marbeb echad mamit. Um, no, we're learning that really um, it's not necessarily that the one is greater and one is less, but rather what the other person gets, what was really important, is to make sure the person is doing something that's changed your mind. The person is sitting in the base of Midrash and they're not actually, and they're just learning, you know, whether it's just academically, they're just learning for the sake of life, for um, not to change your mind, but just because they enjoy it for the wrong reasons. Then that's not good. That's that's wrong. But if first is in the field and they're they're really pushing and they're pushing themselves and they're doing things to shame Shemaim, um, then that is then a person would get tremendous amounts of um, scar for that. What's important is the the direction the person points themselves to. What does this mean? One should have a sense um, of worth, not only um, of of people who sit. A um, person should worth uh, should person should um, value not only people who are sitting in the base of midrash. But also people who are, so to speak, working in the field, engaged in building society, the culture, the economy, the, the country, the government, etc. Any of these various walks of life um, whose developments are essential to a lot of shamra is to be sustained. Um, this is very clear and direct critique of the kind of um, condensa- um, condescension um, towards balabatim, people who are, um, you know, they're, they're not necessarily, um, they're the people who are involved in a non-Torah profession. Um, which unfortunately you might you see a lot in in yeshiva circles. Um, sometimes um, yeshiva students tend to regard themselves as the salt of the earth. They're you know they're, they're the reason that Kol Baruch created uh, created uh, created the world, which is true to to some extent. Um, the, in the most um, in um, which one was it? The most yeshiva Slavodka, um, everybody would walk around and they had these two stones in, the, in their pockets. One of them says that the whole world was created for me, and the other one says that I'm nothing but dust on the earth, or something along those lines. Person should have a, a, a balance of the two. Some people who think that because I'm learning in yeshiva, that makes me better than um, the, the other members of my community who, um, who are working professionally, that really I'm, I'm more important. Um, you know, they, they think that they're, they're really good while um, considering um, the other people of what they're doing just as secondary. This kind of arrogance has absolutely no place in the base of Midrash and should be shunned um, by anybody who calls themselves a Ben Torah. A Ben Torah must believe that's important, that Torah is important, of course, um, but a person who engages in other walks of life um, are also doing part of Hakash Baruch Hu's, um, are also um, contributing to, uh, and doing part of um, Hashem's world, so to speak. Um, and they are fulfilling their mission of love on the Shomra within this world. Um, that he is doing his work and I'm doing my work. Um, but what is important is the quality, intensity, and scope um, of a person's dedication and to Shemaim. Whatever a person does um, has to be, uh, that can be geared ultimately to foster a relationship with a Kaddish Baruch. That is what, what, what is most important. And now, does this mean that, um, therefore, it is irrelevant um, um, whether a person is Marbel or Mamet, um, as long as he directs? His heart to Hashem that a person basically, oh, I'm doing the Shemaim, I'm doing the Shemaim, therefore I'm passed off from learning. No, of course not. A person should still try to learn as much as they can. Um, rather, this phrase means that even if a person finds himself in a circumstance where he needs to be a Marmit, he needs to be learning less and, um, contra- and doing less of um, Divrei Kedusha, 
Um, after all, Hashem did not create the world to be one massive kolal. Um, he created the world that required people to work. Um, he should attempt to serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu in whatever it is that, that, that he is doing. And um, others um, should um, value his effort. Um, but to an extent um, that a person can be a mother, the extent that a person can learn, go to that extra share, you know, um, whether it's, you, I, I've seen people, people in our community, um, they, they're, they're sitting on, on the train on the, in the way into shul with a Gemara in their hand because you know, they got an hour, so, so, so they're, going to be, they're going to be learning. Um, to the extent the person can be a mother, then they very much should. Um, however, if a person, for whatever reason, has, has to be a marmot um, for a bit, a person sh- can still be an Ovid Hashem in that sense. Any questions? Okay. Um, got about 10 more minutes. Do you, I know I've been going for, for about an hour now. Do you, and then at the end, then the end of the topic, do you mind if I carry on? Any objections? Okay. So, Hosek B'Torah, what does it mean to be laboring in Torah, to really push yourself in Torah? Um, one's ultimate aspirations um, should be focused uh, really on Torah and not on Kemach, not on, um, on, on, on flour, on earning money. Um, this um, receives expression really on, on two kinds of things. Firstly, emotionally, um, even when a person is a marmot, um, he's still like, oh, I wish I could be learning more, I wish I could be um, in, you know, um, involved more in, in Torah. Um, and Torah um, um, but this is also true practically um, it means that he should um, try to maximize his Torah study and he should and things which are a direct forms of Avodot Hashem by the way does everybody understand what I mean by direct and indirect Avodot Hashem I've been using this a lot so I want to make sure everybody understands what that means any, any brave volunteers to explain Yeah, so it's either something which is one of the Tari arguments for or something which is explicitly said is a Dvar Kadosh, Dvar Kadusha, and something which is indirect is taking something which is whole and making it into something which is Avodat Hashem. Um, okay, so on the one hand, Talmud Torah, um, like other mitzvot, has a certain minimum. The Gemara Nadar in Darchet Hamad Aleph. Um, says that the person can fulfill their daily requirements in Antara simply by saying Kriyashima twice a day. And the Vilna Gona, at the very beginning of Peah, um, he goes further and says, Why you, you don't even need to like, the entire Shema, you just need to say one word in your Yotze Yochiv of Talmud Torah. Um, now, this might be true at one level of the mitzvah, but Talmud Torah is not just a daily obligation. Oh, have I said something of Torah? Oh, Shema, that's um, Yotze for the next 12 hours. Um, but it's a general direction um, in a person's life. Um, when we say in Yoshua, you should meditate upon it day and night. Um, through God's, um, through Hashem's revealed word, um, we should come to know Him, we should approach Him, we should relate to Him. Um, again, kind of Rambam, Rambam, because um, we should we should know Him, we should recognize Him, and we should um, have a relationship with Him. Um, this is a value and um, a goal um, to be maximized um, as really as, as much as we can. Um, in the words of, of the Mishnah, which we say every day, Elu, um, again, the beginning of Peah, these are things that doesn't have um, a measurement. Um, Talmud Torah is, is definitely one of them. Um, the Ram, Daron and Darim, um, goes on to say, 
um, it would seem that um, by citing um, Kriyashima, um, one does not necessarily fulfill their obligation um, to learn Torah. Um, for every person um, is required to learn Torah continuously, day and night, with everything that he has, um, according to the best of his ability. Um, it is in the first um, parak of Kiddushin, where it says, Tamir Rabbanan, and Vishinamtam, what does it mean, and, and you, know, you should teach them, and you should learn. And this means that, a, and that the words of Torah um, shall be um, clear cut in a person's mouth, such that if somebody comes up to him and asks him a question, um, you should um, have no doubts and you should be able to answer. Um, apologies, Danny. Um, but rather a person should be able to answer him immediately and, and know the answers to the questions. And that's really what it means to be a Gitzah Bavi Imagine that, somebody walks up to you in, in the street and asks you a question on any part of um, any sugya in Gemara, any part of Tanakh or, or the parasha, um, any question in Halakha, and you know the answer straight away. And that's what the Bechol Kochol, that's what a person should aspire to. That's what the Gitzah Bavi Yaman um, directs themselves to, not just saying Shema twice a day. And reciting Shema twi- um, twice daily does not um, suffice at this level. That's the run in, in Darim Dachet So there's the, so when it comes to Talmud Torah, there's, there's two levels. There's what's the bare minimum, um, and what should a person really be um, aspiring to do. Um, and really, this is the axiom um, that's guided Klal Yisrael for, for all generations, the, the idea and the worldview that's, um, that's, that's guided us. Um, one must try to learn Torah, Now, it's true that there are other avenues of life which are important and valuable. That's def- and it's true that work is a very constructive endeavor. That's something which is very important. Um, but that means work has um, work as opposed to um, idleness, work as opposed to um, sitting around doing nothing. Yes, that's true. The work is something which is highly, highly valuable. But when it comes to work versus Talmud Torah, um, then Talmud Torah seemingly comes first. I mean, Torah, and in fact, Torah study itself is work. Um, and we frequently refer to Amal um, Torah, the, the labor of Torah, how, how much a person needs to really work for it. And Rashi quoting um, um, Torah's Khanim says, um, 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 It says in the passage, um, uh, beginning of Bukhukotai, um, You should um, follow my laws and um, faithfully observe my commandments. And Rashi on that says, What does it mean by you should follow my, my laws, my statutes? Um, you might think this is talking about keeping the mitzvot, but it says in the second part of the, of the passage, And you shall keep all my mitzvot. So, what is the first part talking about? Um, since the first part is referring, um, since the second part of the pasuk says explicitly you should keep my mitzvot, therefore when it says in um, you should follow my my statutes, what this means is a person should really labor in Torah. Unfortunately, um, there are um, people who are balabat and people who um, um, who are not involved in Torah um, um, so much. Um, often um, they have the notion. Um, that they are the ones who are the one, um, who are really doing all the work, um, while those in the basement midrash are butts landing. They're, they're they're just sitting around um, doing nothing. Um, this this isn't true. And I've, again, I've never seen this in in yeshiva. Um, learning really is an amal. It, it really is an effort. It really is um, labor, and it takes tremendous um, koach um, to to do that. So, in conclusion, what should we say? When the Ran says bechol kochol, what does this mean? Um, it's saying that a person should put in everything they have, psycho- in, in the maximum in terms of their psychological ability, intellectually, what can they put in, economically, what can they put in. Across all these different levels, a person should put in uh, the maximum. Um, and really, it means all three. Um, as much as a person can, they should try to engage in Torah. Um, as we said before, you you can you should pay attention to, to, to Kamach and recognize its importance and its significance. 
but don't confuse Kemach with Torah. Don't confuse flour um, and Parnassah with, with Torah. Um, that Torah is, is ultimately Ega. Um, it remains um, an unresolved dispute um, whether ideally one should strive for only Torah um, and not Kemach, like what Rabbi Jean Baruchai said, um, or a person should have um, um, both. Um, everyone, however, agrees that a person should strive um, to reach the kind of existence in which Torah and direct Avodat Hashem is maximized and other things are um, far more uh, minimized. Um, this is um, the Kafi and that the run is really talking about. Um, this does not in any way delegitimize the importance of constructive endeavors of Yeshiva Shalolam. Um, again, I'm not saying that you should lower one in substitution for raising the other, you should rather raise the other. Um, nor are we showing any form of disrespect and to a person who engages in Yeshua Shalom. And these people are doing something incredibly valuable, um, and um, they can really be um, involved in and engaged in Bechot um, And they might find, they might, they might find their connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the sphere of L'Obdo and L'Sham um, And at times it's possible for a person um, to subjectively um, be more involved um, and be more of an Oved Hashem in areas which are objectively less, avodata, uh, less of an Oved, um, Avodat Hashem um, if they approach it with the correct and proper spirit. So Ben Torah should, um, should harbour no um, um, con- condescension whatsoever towards a person who engages um, in other spheres of activity. Um, essentially, there's this, I, it, if, I, if I had to rephrase this in my own words, I'd say this. It is better to succeed at something which is Bidiyeved than to fail in, in the thing which is Lechat in other words, it's better to be, um, for example, a, a, a top um, surgeon who is saving lives and, and do, um, having a massive Kiddush Hashem and, 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 mamish, and, and pushing the field forward and, and saving lives and, and mamish, making the world a better place. right? And if, if that's what they can do, um, it's better that they do that than sit in the base of Midrash for 20 years, scratching their head, not understanding what's going on, half the time they're spaced out um, and not really connecting and not really engaged. Um, it's it's better to be really um, successful, um, even though Talmud Torah is more important. It is better to be very successful in Lovdol um, and Bechol and than it is to be failing at um, Talmud Torah. Of course, that means that a person who is working should still um, be involved in some level of learning, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not a good Jew just because they're, they're working and not in Kolel all the time. Um, Many who eventually find um, find themselves in Rabbeinu Tam's world, and that they're spending the majority of their time uh, working, um, and one area, um, and in, in one area or another of the general world of of, of Kemach, and so to speak, and because Derika, um, in terms of it's in terms of how they spend their day, that is Derika. Um, but what is crucial is the sense of values. Um, do um, what they know. It's it's important that they, what what their values are, what they know. Um, that um, what it's important they know that the Ikar really is Avodat Hashem um, in also especially in the narrow sense Torah Avodah and Gemilat Chassidim and they, when they do engage in Torah they are much engaging it um, Kofi Kocha um, to what extent um, uh, to the extent that that person has an op- that when an opportunity presents itself um, to bring um, this factor into play and to choose a new career um, and to the extent that after that the person has chosen a career and um, how they can divide up um, their time um, you know in one way or another and to the extent that a person is able to allocate their priorities 
um, within um, his own being is crucial um, that he acts out of a sense of achachalti. Um, this is the one thing which I'm which I'm looking for. This is the one thing which I'm pursuing. Um, in all of those levels, um, whatever a person does, um, he should maintain a sense of longing and striving towards a closeness with Hashem to be of an Ovid Hashem um, in the direct and, and, and immediate sense of the word. Ultimately, both approaches are true. Um, on the one hand, no area of life, no area um, of endeavor should be divorced from Ovid Hashem. Um, there is nothing which is, which is neutral. Um, whatever a person does, whatever, he, um, wherever he is, um, he can strive um, to to structure his life um, to that which is ultimately geared towards being an avodah Hashem. And although um, he may not be totally conscious of this at every single point, at the same time, um, within um, his total existence, his goal should be to increase the parts of his life which is geared towards avodah Hashem, um, in the more direct and narrow sense. Although, um, although um, he believes in um, um, there, um, there is still in, in multiple, um, there is still multiple ways um, that a person um, that is, is more direct than others um, to the extent possible um, he should, um, we should build ourselves and our communities um, so that those elements are more directly um, related um, to our religious lives um, and become more prominent and we should spend and we should devote less time so the more additional and supplementary factors, the, the secondary um, factors, um, which serve as the central goals. We should, if we have these, um, these ends, we should, we should be talking about those directly and pursuing those directly, rather than just focusing on the other things which surround it. Um, this is the direction which is desirable and worthy of pursuit. Sure, any questions? Summarizing the sentence, it's a balance. Uh, just a reminder before, any, before you guys leave, um, next week I will um, open up the, um, the Zoom five minutes before the posted time and we will start at the posted time.